everybody welcome back to wicked good sports this is the way west stand after a prolonged layout layover because of the world cup we're finally back brett how you doing i'm doing great brian this uh should be fun um if you're interested to hear about the world cup well Brett has you covered with the Swinging and Shins podcast. He covered that with Aaron, our host of the Villa Villa, front to back. Lots of great work over there. So check out the channel in the description down below. But uh, we're back to talk specifically about the Premier League and even more specifically about Arsenal. Brett, we had a long layoff. Um, mm-hmm. How will this affect the team? This has never happened before. But uh, what's your best guess as to how the club, who is pretty red hot, I mean, let's be real, they were tearing shit mm-hmm. up this first half of the season. How are they going to respond to a prolonged uh, layoff? So the club, I think, in general, is going to do really good. Um, mm-hmm. The World Cup break was not overall kind to us. Um, we lost Gabriel Jesus. We lost him for at least until February maybe until April. It's really hard to get a bead. No one's saying an exact date. I don't know if people are afraid to, uh, which could very well be true. And then on top of that, like you said, we were red hot. So any kind of momentum that we had is potentially gone. Um, But like you said, we've never gone through anything like this before. Um, The other thing is we have a lot of teams that were not necessarily performing well. The West Hams, the Wolves, the Austin Villas, uh, Austin Villa and Wolves just got a new manager right as the World Cup break started. So that's like a nice little mini offseason for them. Um, for us, we had players who had to go. We had a lot of good players who had to go. Um, we had some players that came back injured. But then on the flip side, Arsenal's players played 3,000 less minutes than Manchester City players did. Manchester City's not necessarily coming back with a big injury like we are, but 3000 more minutes on those legs, it could potentially be an issue. Yeah, that's a really good point. And such like an interesting conundrum for the club to have to like navigate here where, like you said, there was a big injury Um, and they're not saying how long it's going to be, but how do you manage like the wear and tear? Because when you're doing like a normal season, I'm sure there's like, a plan right like okay we're gonna play these players in these matches and we have like a good feeling the world cup completely unpredictable uh you don't know how far any player is gonna go in it and just uh yeah what do you what do you think we'll see as like an adjustment do you think the players who played in the world cup will perhaps play less to start off get you know a little bit of rest versus maybe some of the players who didn't get on a world cup team who maybe have fresher legs and had like a month off to just relax and get healthy. Well, the good news for us is apart from the injury, most of our players did not play into the semifinals and the finals. Mm -hmm. So they are getting a little bit of time off. Um, Our biggest uh, minute getter was Bukayo Saka. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's had a little bit of rest and Mikel Arteta had talked about before he needs to be ready to go every three to four days anyway. That's where mm-hmm. he's at in his career. So right. I think we're going to be okay when it comes to being able to start off running. I don't necessarily know who's going to play and who's not. One right. thing I do know is the World Cup helped because it was less games that we missed without Emil Smith-Rowe. He is not going to be back on Boxing Day. 
but he's getting close and it's not mm-hmm. a setback. It's just a, we don't want to rush him back. We don't feel sure. like we need him just yet type of thing. Um, the other thing is now you have to balance. You can't just take a month off. Mm-hmm. So you have all your guys that didn't go to the world cup that you still have to find ways to train. So over the break, Arsenal took uh, part in the Dubai super cup, which was a, yeah, it was in, in, Four-team invitational, AC Milan, Olympic Lyon, uh, Liverpool, and Arsenal mm. were there. Arsenal took full points from everything. Take that for what you will. Uh, the joke going around is we've now won the Dubai Super Cup, the Emirates Cup, and the Orlando Invitational Cup. So that's your trouble right there. We've already won three trophies this year. <laughs> uh, but from that, Odegaard looked really good. Uh, Vieira looked like he had found his feet, and those are – both going to be guys, if Bukayo Saka has to miss time, those are both going to be guys that potentially step up. I mean, Odegaard's a gap. He's going to be playing no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost Reese Nelson to an injury in a Juventus friendly, and that's no good. Nobody wants that. Um, Reese had just kind of broken back into the team after being on the fringes for a very long time. Um, and then the other way we're going to handle it is January opens up the transfer window. So we can yeah, be looking at so, so who, I guess, pie in the sky, of course, who would you like to see Arsenal, you know, get? And then who's more realistic, you know? Because they're always, like, when you go into free agency with any sports, it's like, wouldn't be crazy to get the, the top free agent? But then, you know, you got to lower your expectations to reality sometimes. Well, it's interesting that you bring up free agency because usually that's not ever what happens in yeah. European soccer. But in a way, it kind of is. Um, Yuri Tielemans is coming up on the last six months of his contract with Leicester City. We had talked with Leicester City before about maybe getting him, and it didn't kind of get done. They wanted more money than we were willing to spend at the time. <coughs> Excuse me. Once you're inside six months, you can then agree to a pre-contract with another team. So we may be looking to get Yuri now. For cheap, because Lester may be saying, well, we want to get something for him. Or they may not be willing to let him go at all. And again, Lester, while they were doing much better right before the World Cup break, they spent a lot of time in last place. And they do not want to get relegated. So they may not be willing to part with him. It may be worth more to them to stay in the Premier League and lose him on a free than get something for him. So you talk about pie in the sky. Pie in the sky would be now. I want him now and I want him cheap. More realistic, maybe we sign him for later. Uh, the other thing that's going on that may be even more realistic is Adrian Rabio of Juventus and France. Um, he just put a lot of uh, minutes on his legs because France made all the way to the finals. But he had a very good World Cup. He's playing for Juventus. Juventus is in shambles right now. Their entire board just resigned. They need money desperately. There's been a lot of shady crap going on over in <clears throat> the Piedmont area. Um, he's another guy that is six months away from being done with his contract. Do we sign him on a free? Do we get him for cheap now? Cause they absolutely need the money. I don't know. Both of them kind of fill the same area of the field. They're both that central midfielder. We're looking for party coverage. We're looking for Jaka coverage. Um, when we need to fill in there, that's where we have the biggest problem. That's our biggest hole. You know, if we lose a center back, Ben White goes into his center back position and, um, 
Tomiyasu goes to right back and we're okay. Like it's not as good as it is when we have our healthy starting lineup, but we're okay. We have attacking options. Gabriel Jesus is going to be an issue, but Eddie Nicotea is going to be able to step up to a point. Central midfield, I, we lose one of those two guys. I'm not very comfortable. So that's why you're seeing a lot of push on that. And then the other guy that everyone's saying, oh my God, talk about him already is Mukhail Mudrik from Shakhtar Donetsk. He wants to come to the Premier League. That has been known for a while. Everton was talking to him. Bournemouth was talking to him. Brentford liked him. I don't know if they actually talked to him. Reports are now, and this is reports coming from like Fabrizio Romano and David Ornstein, is we have agreed to personal terms with the player. And all we have to do is agree to a transfer fee with Shakhtar Donetsk. Their president is on record as saying that, A, we're showing interest, and B, it would be $100 million euros which no one is going to pay that and now you're running into the same issue of if he does not want to be there anymore and you let him go on a free now you get nothing for him and a team like arsenal could very well be willing to pay 50 or 60 million for him right now it's not 100 but it's still something um and then the last I don't even know if this is that worth talking about, but somehow in the past three days, we have become linked with McAllister of Argentina. I think it's because he kind of fits the same role that Mudrick would, and he just obviously won a World Cup, so he got that World Cup tax. But between the World Cup tax and he plays for Brighton, so now you're going to have the Premier League tax. You're going to have to pay more to go from a Premier League rival to your team. I think Mudrick is definitely the much more likely guy. Yeah, I, I would imagine uh, now is the time to make your money if you're uh, coming off a World Cup victory. So we'll definitely we'll keep an eye on that. Um, anything else that you wanted to cover that we haven't yet? Um, so Gary Jacobs of the Times, for whatever this is worth, he okay. is – we talk about tiers. Um, mm -hmm. He is labeled tier three. Tier one is like – from the source, like Arsenal.com said this, yeah, and so on. Uh, he's tier three. Um, he's saying that we plan on spending big. Okay, I don't necessarily know about that. There's a lot of ways that you read in this, and of course, I don't know what's going on in Edu Gasper's head. I don't know what's going on in Mikel Arteta's head, but uh, Mick Arteta just did an interview with uh, Jamie Carragher on Monday Night Football, mm -hmm. and he was talking about when he was getting signed on. He said. He had a five-phase plan, and that was part of the reason what sold the board on him was these are what we need to do in this order to get from where we are to where we want to be. Mm -hmm. And Jamie asked him, you know, how are we, you know, how are you doing? He's like, oh, no, we're ahead of schedule, which obviously I think is true. No one thought we would be five points clear at Christmas. Right. So now from an Arsenal perspective, do you say, look at how well we're already doing. Let's go chase this thing. We can do it now. Or do you say our plan's working? It's working better than we thought it was. Mm. Let's stick to the plan because we're not trying to win the Premier League in 2022-23. And that's it. We're trying to win the Premier League every single year. We want to be that right. team that's always there. Right. So if we're yeah. panic buying guys now, because everyone's saying we have to get a striker, we have to get a striker. If we can find the right striker, great. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to panic by guys now, that's not fitting with what we want to do. Mm -hmm. On the same token, it's got to be tough to say we are this close to really being able to make a run at this thing. 
and all we need to do is go spend $50 million for a striker. And winning the Premier League and getting the Champions League nets you a ton of money. So who knows? Mm. Who knows what's going on? If we spend a ton of money, I'm not surprised. If we don't spend anything, I'm not surprised. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I'd be surprised if we don't spend anything. But I'm kind of expecting one to two transfers, probably one big one that we talked about, and then one that's completely off board that's we didn't see, and maybe they work out, maybe they don't. Right. (sighs) Apart from that, looking ahead, um, we play West Ham on Boxing Day. That is December 26th for all of us Americans who aren't used to Boxing Day matches. Yep. There's always Boxing Day matches. It's like the NBA is always on Christmas. Premier League Mm -hmm. always plays on Boxing Day. It's just the way it is. Like Uh, West Ham's going to be interesting. They were really struggling. Mm. But again, six weeks, turn the team around. They should be a better team. They might be all right. Then after that, on New Year's Eve, we have Brighton at Brighton. Again, one of those games can go either way. Is McAllister going to be back? How healthy are we looking? And then the game that I'm most worried about, I would say, is on the 3rd of January. So, I mean, we're talking like game, game, game. On the 3rd of January, we have Newcastle. Yes. And Newcastle was playing out of their minds before the break. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a very difficult game. If we take nine points from these three games, you got to think we're going to spend a ton of money and go for it. Right. So. Yeah, we're going to learn a lot about management and a lot about this team in the next two to four weeks. All right. Well, I'm excited. I mean, they've done a good job, the sporting world, of giving us much entertainment throughout the holiday, I feel like. So, you know, between the NFL, NBA, and the Premier League, we're, we're going to be all set. Oh, yeah. Right. There's and a lot the NHL, going on, of course. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Rhett, where can they find you online? All right. You can find me on Wicked Good Sports on this show. And you can also find me at Swinging at Shins, which is a podcast that I do with Aaron over on our channel. We're under the Wicked Good Sports umbrella. Um, Like Brian said, we covered all the World Cup, but also we are trying to be more Premier League oriented. Mm -hmm. So we just did our return to the Premier League podcast that went up yesterday, the 22nd. So that is up. That is live. It's on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Audible, YouTube, all those wonderful (laughs) things. Yeah. Yeah, so the idea with that, of course, we get a little bit of like a bite size, just about Arsenal, just about Austin Villa on the other show. They're going to be covering everything, top to bottom, Premier League. So if you're a fan of this show, you're going to be a fan of that show, I would I would assume, unless you're just like, I don't want to hear about any other team. I only care about <laughs> Arsenal, which would be, I guess, your prerogative. But definitely go check them out. Pretty much like every social media too, like Instagram, TikTok. It's all, it's all there. So Swinging at Shins, great podcast. Highly recommend it. You know, I'm biased, of course, but, you know, I highly recommend it. Um, other than that, Rhett, thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you, Brad. We'll see you all in the next one.